Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Senior Director of Global Marketing at SmartEye. Welcome to the Human-Centric AI Podcast, where each episode we interview thought leaders doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us. SmartEye was founded over 20 years ago, and we have been known for developing some of the world's most sophisticated eye-tracking systems. In recent years, we've expanded our technology and are now known as the global leader in human insight AI, technology that understands, supports, and predicts human behavior in complex environments. We are bridging the gap between humans and machines for a safe and sustainable future. Our multimodal software and hardware solutions provide unprecedented human insight in automotive and behavioral research, supported also by Affectiva and iMotions, companies we acquired in 2021. In automotive, we are leading the way towards safer and human-centric mobility through driver monitoring systems and interior sensing solutions. Our technology is embedded in next-generation vehicles and available as standalone aftermarket solution for existing vehicles, fleet, and small-volume OEMs. Today's episode features Dennis Nubilius, Chief Operations Officer at Polestar, a Swedish premium electric vehicle manufacturer. Prior to this role, Dennis was CEO of Zenuity, a company that developed software for self-driving cars. He also worked as an MD for Volvo Cars in Switzerland, program leader for the all-new XC90, S90, V90, and the new SPA platform for Volvo Car Group, and plant director for the final assembly shop at Volvo Cars Torslanda. Dennis was also CEO for the startup company Expo Planet and a visiting scholar at Haas School of Business at UC Berkeley, USA. He is the initiator and founder of Mobility X Lab, a startup business interface, which sees collaboration between Lindemann Science Park, big Swedish companies like Ericsson, Zenesect, Volvo cars, and startups from all over the world. Dennis is passionate about high technology environment, sustainability, and authentic leadership, and holds a PhD in R&D management. And most recently, Dennis joined as a new member of the Royal Swedish Academy of Engineering Sciences, together with scientists and eminent experts from the industry. I was really excited to talk to Dennis today about the new release of the Polestar 3, which has the Smart Eye Driving Monitoring Systems as standard, uh, user experience of the car, technical challenges to overcome, and general advice based on his vast automotive experience. Let's listen in to learn more. Okay. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us. With me, I have Dennis Nobilius, Chief Operating Officer at Polestar. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you, Ashley. I'm a pleasure to be uh, with you on this podcast. So thank you. Yeah. So, Dennis, you have over two decades of leadership experience in the automotive industry. So to start, tell us about your background and how, how did this lead you to Polestar? Sure. I'm happy. Uh, two decades sounds a bit uh, long, I must say, but... Uh, <laughs> I have a PhD from the university. I decided I wanted to join a brand that had good values and uh, thereby I joined Volvo Cars. Some startups I worked in IT before joined Volvo Cars, worked with a few uh, vehicle programs like the XC90 and the S90 cars. From there, went into software, uh, started a new company uh, that was triggered by Volvo Cars and Autoliv. And that was software for autonomous driving and for driver support functions. After four years in that, uh, some transformation happening, I decided to go for uh, for uh, using the smaller company skills and scaling, and then approached Thomas Ingelat, who is um, now the CEO of Polestar. I worked with him in the past on the Volvo side for the XC90, etc., and uh, got the opportunity to join in as um, COO then, focusing on scaling the company and uh, working together then with Thomas on, on this. So that's a short story. That's great. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Polestar and your recently revealed Polestar 3? 
Yes, of course. This is the very exciting reveal for us. It is what we term uh, the the SUV for the modern electric age. And what we mean is that is that now you see an SUV which is much more aerodynamic. We have incorporated a number of aerodynamic features that will improve the the drag coefficient. Uh, we have a complete repackaging of the of the car, uh, much more performance oriented topics as well into the vehicle, and of course a lot focus on design. Yeah, and to follow up on that, what was your vision for the Pulsar 3 and what makes it unique in its class? And first of all, it's built on a platform that is purely focused on, on BEVs. So then you get all the benefits of that. Uh, and then, of course, our vision is that it is an SUV for the modern electric age. So you can actually use that as a, as a car. You have a fantastic uh, space inside. You sit a little bit higher up, but still you've got the, the enough space and, uh, and presence on the road as an SUV from Polestar should be like. And then, of course, all, all the driving dynamics, you got the steering feel and the preciseness uh, that you would expect from a Polestar. Okay, so we had some exciting news recently. We announced that in January at CES, we'll demonstrate the Polestar 3 with SmartEye's driver monitoring technology in the SmartEye booth. Uh, and this is the first time that the Polestar 3 will be shown in the U.S., so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about the driver monitoring system in the Polestar 3. So from, from two different uh, angles. So the first would be, you know, what specifically does the SmartEye driver monitoring software provide? And then how does the Polestar 3 react when impaired, impaired driving is detected? Sure, I'll be happy to do that. And just this first notion, here, Thomas and I discussed a bit, what could we do at CS? anything fun? Uh, we gave a call to, to Martin, who is the CEO of SmartEye, and asked him, will you be present at CS? He confirmed, yes. How would you feel that we get the uh, the, the Poster 3 over to the booth and uh, to be part of that? Because we really love what SmartEye is doing. They have a lot of AI-oriented uh, you know, computer vision stuff that is now incorporated as standard into our car. So we agreed upon that and then went from there. And we can also technologies then and uh, how that works. I mean, everything is a little bit complex, uh, of course, when you have these technologies to go by. So yeah. we have an ecosystem then. You have the cameras from uh, and some work from Aptiv. You have uh, SmartEye coming into play with the AI-oriented software for, uh, for vision. And then you have SenseAct making use of that into the uh, safety system and convenience in the car. And then, of course, integration by Volvo and then used by, by Polestar. So it is this setup. But with the key technology, I mean, for us in the Polestar 3, then it's two cameras. That is pretty unique as offered from, from SmartEye and Aptiv. So you have two cameras. Uh, it is two megapixels uh, on the imager side. So it's quite advanced. But I think the major differentiator here is actually all the data that SmartEye has been collecting over the years, applying the neural networks on them. And getting this, you know, when you can use glasses, sunglasses, it can still detect what uh, what you're doing as as a driver or not doing. So I think that is really what what makes this different. And what will the so, for example, if the the car detected someone was falling asleep or they were impaired in some way, what would the car do based on that? Yes. Yeah. So first of all, it will constantly monitor your your expressions and where your gaze is 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 that. And then if you're not attentive and uh, you could be ill or something like that, yeah. you know, working with your phone or something that you shouldn't do, then of course what happens then is that you get some audible, you get some audio warnings uh, as a driver. Okay. 
okay. saying that ah be careful watch out are you really watching the road now you should be you know focus straight up and and in front of the car and if you still not say that you got a stroke or whatever could happen then actually the car is then going to stop but okay. it's not only going to stop it's also keeping you in the center of the lane because we understood that of course Going to stop could be okay, but if you're then diverting into the opposite lane or something like that, that would not be good. Yeah. So it's it's keeping in the center of the lane and actually going to full stop in case of an emergency that you are not reacting uh, to the road. Got it. Okay. And all that input then comes then from the smart eye. Very cool. Great. So uh, obviously ensuring uh, safe driver behavior is a, a complex problem. So, you know, what in your mind are some of the most pressing technical challenges in order to achieve this? I think from a, of course, from a customer perspective, you would need to feel that you can trust the system. Uh, it needs to be knowing pure behavior wise, when should you interact as a car then together with the driver and yeah. based upon what? So the confidence level here is really the tricky one. Confidence level that, yes, now we know the driver is not attentive. It could be a dangerous situation. And then the escalation all the way until a full stop. I think that entire piece needs to be treated in a very careful and good manner between, you know, safety and convenience. Great point, definitely. So uh, also, so SmartEye's uh, driver monitoring technology is standard in the Polestar 3, making safety non-negotiable. Uh, what role have recent legislation and standards like Euro NCAP play in this development? Yes, this is, of course, something that we monitor, but it's not guiding our decisions. Okay. So uh, it is good. We need to do that, of course. But for us, the bringing in the two driver monitoring camera and that system as standard in the car, it is a really, really strong safety step. Uh, and that is what guides us. So I think that is what, of course, Volvo Cars and us is seeing. We see the benefit of it and we bring it in as standard. So I think that is really driving it. From a legislation perspective, of course, they see this as well. And they are sharpening up that uh, step by step every year now moving forward. So let's also talk uh, user experience. So uh, if, I know we touched on it a little bit with, you know, what would happen if somewhere, someone were impaired in some way. But if I were to ride the Polestar 3, what would my experience look like? I hope that it would be a great experience. But, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, but I think what, what people enjoy already in the Polestar 2, and of course also going forward also in the Polestar 3, that is that you have a very precise and, and dynamic oriented driving so you know confidently where the car is positioned and you know how to steer it. You get that feeling. The chassis is, is pretty firm uh, and you would appreciate that as a driver's car. So I think that is at first. Then, of course, sitting in the Postal 3, which is now actually behind me here on picture, but sitting in the Postal 3, you will get a very comfortable, luxurious uh, experience. All then down to the nitty-gritty details uh, designed by our designers at Polestar. Oh, sounds lovely. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, at SmartEye, we, we are very excited for, for CES 2023. I know you are going to be attending. Uh, what are you most looking forward to seeing at this year's show? Uh, maybe not the specific technology as such, but I look forward to meet all the people because I think it's an excellent occasion where you can quite rapidly, quite time condensed, you know, meet the number of people that you haven't met in a while or, you know, are about to meet or so. So I think that is the number one. 
And then I would also specifically look into more of the uh, augmented reality stuff. I'm curious where that is heading. I know that that was quite an hype a couple of years ago. Every head-up display would become augmented, but that is not really coming into play. So I would like to see where that is right now on the technology status as such. So I think that would be of interest. Yes, I think it would be great to finally get back back in person as the last couple of years have been challenging. So we're excited about that. Uh, so uh, based on your you know vast automotive experience and the, and the trends that you're seeing today, what advice would you give to an OEM or tier one that is listening about driver monitoring systems? I mean, um, I would actually encourage them to go standard quite fast because this is not on the level of the safety belt uh, features uh, or impact on safety, but it is quite substantial. So I would really see that that could be a good benefit and not only on the safety side, but also on the convenience side. Uh, I could take one example of that because, yeah, for example, today then, if you're out driving and then the automatic uh, emergency brake hits in because the car believes that you're in a dangerous situation and then brakes at the last minute. Uh, Today, the car does not know if you are attentive and you know about the situation. Um, so if the car then would know, no, no, actually, I am looking in the other direction and I'm not aware of the car that is coming in front of me, then our car does not need to intervene at the last minute. We can start the braking a little bit earlier and make it much more comfortable and convenient. So I think that is one example of nuance where you can make it so much more pleasant as a, as a driver of a, a Polestar or other car. And I think other OEMs would really like to look into that as well, and I would encourage them to go on the standardization train. Uh, so one last question that we ask all of our automotive guests is if your car could do one thing in the future to make your life a little easier, what would it be? I wouldn't mind to get some more time. <laughs> and what that means is that I would still be a strong supporter of unsupervised driving on highways. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting there between two different cities, you're driving in uh, 80, 90 kilometers per hour uh, and you're just holding the steering wheel. That is not fun driving to me. I would rather like to work or, you know, cut down on my emails or read a book. Mm-hmm. I think that is still something that I expect from a car in the not too far future. And that would really bring something extra to me. Same. So I've heard a lot of that uh, from the similar kind of questions we've asked. A lot of people want time back, self-driving cars, stuff like that. So uh, great. So that is all I had for you, Dennis. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And thanks so much for, for having this fascinating conversation with me today. Thank you very much, Ashley. appreciate the discussion and the questions. Thank you. Besides the exciting release of the Polestar 3 and the luxurious driving experience it is promised to provide, I really love Dennis's advice to other OEMs and Tier 1s who are building similar technology. Getting to standardization as quickly as possible is definitely the way of the future, aided by standards like Euro and Cab to help save lives. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our human-centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We're also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to share any feedback you have on the show. And don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.